lot of dick references in these movies. <laughs> That's crazy. I wonder what we're doing today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the audience knows. They've seen the title. Maybe they didn't. Maybe we have some fans who just autoplay, you know? That's pretty fun. Just like, they're, they're such fans. They're like, I don't care what content we're getting. I just need to hear these three men talk. As long as it's the boys at the Tough Cut, they're down for it. I can dig that. Hey, welcome back, Alex, also. Thank you. Thank you. We missed you. We're at full strength yet again. Oh, thank you. Um, Well, with that, hello and welcome back. Uh, We're the Tough Cut Podcast, and I'm Matthew. I'm Alex. I'm Jakers. Jakers. And this is episode 73. Shit, man. Yeah. Wow. Part one of our Jack Black bracket. Hell Jack yeah. Black bracket. What the heck does the that say? That five times. It is spe- it, hey, it is specifically my job to explain the bracket. And God damn it, I'm going to do it. I'm back <laughs> and I'm going to do my fucking job. <laughs> okay, so okay. you guys let me do it. Sir, yes, sir. Okay. Uh, these movies have Jack Black in them. <laughs> Yeah, that was really the only requirement. And this time, we nailed it, guys. It's true. We did. All of these movies have Jack Black in them. I'm really proud of us, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, spoilers, also. We're going to be spoiling these movies. Look, we're, we're batting a thousand right now. I'll give you guys a spoiler at home. Uh, Matthew is not sitting in a chair. Spoilers. He's on. But we won't say yet. We won't say what it is yet. Yeah. That's kind of a fun. A you fun guys. One. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, audience engagement. Message, comment on uh, this post <laughs> this on Instagram. Um, when we, hey when guys, we release this chat. episode. <laughs> yeah, when we release this episode and we do all the um, the audiogram that we post, comment in the chat, like, what do you think Matt's sitting on? Uh, and if you're be? right, we'll send you, I don't know, a gift bag. It could be sexy. I'm- it could be not. You don't know. Kind of round. And you can check us out with those engagements at Tough Cut Pod on Twitter, Instagram, you know, all those, all those things. All your favorite socials. Those two, actually. It's just those two. (laughs) And Letterboxd. We have a Letterboxd. We do have a Letterboxd. With that said, what's in the bracket today? Or what's in the bracket in general? Because the audience doesn't know because we had two guest episodes. What? Uh, Coming at you (laughs) for the Jack Black movies that we so expertly picked. Um, We've got... Kung Fu Panda versus School of Rock, Goosebumps versus Tropic Thunder, Jumanji versus Nacho Libre, and Be Kind Rewind versus <laughs> King Kong. Why are you, why are you yeah. laughing, Matthew? Why are you laughing? <laughs> I'm just really excited to talk about that movie. Uh, wow, <laughs> that's, that's incredible. Um, yeah, and we've got the first four or the first two of those matchups coming at you in today's episode. Um, yeah. So without further ado. And if you're listening in the future and you already know how the finale goes, isn't it wild King Kong one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't it wild this just turned into the King Kong bracket? God, there's just such a palatable love for King Kong amongst everyone here. I'm honestly really excited to rewatch it. I I have, I have no idea how it's going to okay, go. I remember my family went on a trip to New York and for some reason... Um, oh, so we were in Chinatown and my mom wanted to buy fake purses. And for some reason, my dad got really excited that someone sold him like a camcorder recording of the movie King Kong. And then that Christmas, my family watched his ripped, uh, from the DVD that he got, he ripped it off the DVD and put it on a flash drive. And we watched it on his laptop over Christmas. Was this like before the movie released or like it had already been out? I think it had already been out. <laughs> Every new like <laughs> detail you put in that sentence is like, you were like, okay, it was a camcore copy. Okay, it's on a flash drive. Okay, you watched it on the laptop. Like what's going because on? Christmas. How, like how could we have gotten a camcorder recording without it being out? You know? Oh, that's like, true. That's true. What? I don't know maybe why. Maybe a studio exec. Maybe that was Jack Black in a disguise, and you just didn't know. <laughs> Sat there surreptitiously with a little camcorder recording it. Uh, either way, jumping into today's matchups. Um, Boing. Alex, you want to go ahead and introduce Kung Fu Panda? Uh, yeah, Kung Fu Panda, released in 2008, directed by Mark Osborne and John Stevenson. Jack Black is an animated panda who wants to do Kung Fu. <laughs> nice. Um, that was my um, poet uh, impression. Um, pretty good. He's a big fan of Kung Fu and he wants to do it for real, but he works in a noodle shop with his dad, a goose. Uh, <laughs> he gets chosen as a mystical dragon warrior and he has to be trained by Master Shifu, 
um, played by Dustin Hoffman, to uh, fight a cool, really angry snow leopard named Tai Long. And he does. Seth Rogen's in the movie. Seth Rogen yeah, is a mantis. Like six lines. Lucy Jackie Liu is Chan, in Lucy Liu is a snake. Jackie Chan is a monkey. Angelina Jolie is a tiger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for that outline. Scarlett Johansson's probably somewhere, right? Probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, um, hey, Alex, why'd you, why'd you pick this one? Oh, yeah. Um, I just generally thought it was a pretty fun one. It's. I feel like Jack Black has done a lot of kids movies more recently. Um, he is such an interesting performer because I feel like a lot of his older stuff was pretty blue. And then like, as he had kids and his kids got older, he started like making movies for his kids. Yeah. Uh, and I just thought that's so cool and so interesting. And then on top of it, this has a not racist version of everybody was Kung Fu fighting sung by Jack Black, uh, which is great. Yeah. Points for that. I also not to take anything away from your beautiful reasons for making this, but I love the more recently, uh, in relation to a movie that came out in 2008. I mean, that was when in the broad were, strokes of his career you know, more recently. Yeah, I that get that what you mean. 14 years ago. I was a different man. I was that, was I like a man wild. yet? Was I bar mitzvah? God, I don't even know. What's pretty wild about this movie is like, I think of this as like, this was a movie that came out when I was like a little too old and wasn't interested in seeing like animated movies in theaters anymore. And so it like kind of skid past me. And then I saw it later on and I was like, wow, this was like actually pretty good. Dang. But it was also like in the time when then it got spun off into like a TV show and like it had a bunch of sequels and all our bangers, by the way. I don't know. The sequels are good. The TV show, I'm not sure about. No, Um, it seemed like it wasn't TV show. No, but the, the, the sequels are genuinely like pretty impressive and the villains are all pretty like pretty good. But anyway. Nice. Um, what do you guys think about this this movie? Uh, it's actually similar. Very, very similar. Like feeling like you're a little bit too old to go see this movie. However, in a weird enough way, the very first time I saw it, a friend of mine was having his like end of school year, beginning of summer party um, for all of us. We lads and it ended up like conflicting with someone else's end of <gasps> summer party. So like straight up three of us came um so like uh his his um uh stepmother was like well i guess we'll go to the movies and we went and saw kung fu panda and just like said skadoosh for three months as a result (laughs) wait was that like the backup plan was that like was a party planned and no one showed up they're like guess we go to the movies well we we ended up doing both we like went to the movies and then we like went to his house and ate the like copious amounts of food yeah and just like (laughs) well actually we did destroy a metal chair in the woods um My man, I don't think that was the message behind Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> I don't know. When you start swinging baseball bats at a, at a metal chair. Uh, anyway, man, um, you're, you're I really like this movie. Man. <laughs> yeah, and you should have seen where the party took place. Uh, <laughs> it was around a metal chair in the woods. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my friend called it his house. Yeah, yeah, his house and some... Scandinavian people in dresses were there. <laughs> His mom was very nice. She uh, was wearing stripes and fur, and she had a little raccoon mask. <laughs> um, Over the hedge, I get it. <laughs> uh, but no, th- this this movie's great. I, I, I really love it. I, I have a very special memory as a result. Go ahead, Jay. Uh I don't have the same the same <laughs> experience with this movie as y'all. I never got into that phase where I was like, oh, I'm too cool to go to see a movie. I, I I saw Beverly Hills Chihuahua in theaters. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> my bar is, yeah, yeah. But um, I love this movie. Uh, and this one always sticks with me because it's actually um, my dad's favorite movie. Uh, and he's a very big, very stoic man, military man, doesn't show his emotions, you know, typical whatever type. I will cat, I w- as a kid, I caught him a couple times alone late at night because me and him like didn't sleep we were famous like we didn't sleep uh, in the house and i would go like check see what's happening around the house and i would see him sitting there watching kung fu panda either giggling to himself or like crying you know <laughs> to to the sad parts i was like damn what is this and i always it was so weird to me i was like this is i've never seen my dad like this but for some reason poe the panda like he 
this is what does it for him. And that rocks. And no, it like it kind of rocks. Like it always made me respect this movie. I as a result watched it so many times. Like I know <laughs> I know this movie because my dad was always in the mood whenever it was in passing, he'd be like, I gotta watch Kung Fu Panda, it's on. Mm. And mm-hmm. yeah, like I, I love it. I think it's like a really well crafted movie. It's really difficult because this is like my the matchup I'm most scared of for me. Uh because there's oh, some of the really? two that I'm most familiar with and have the most strong feelings from childhood, at least with. There's some later on that I have more strong feelings as I was like, you know, grow up to be a teen and adult, whatever. But um, these are two, these are two of childhood wonders for me uh, personally. So it's a good pick. With that said, do you want to um, start introducing School of Rock? School of Rock. Uh, this is directed by Richard Linklater, believe it or not, 2003. Uh, this is about, you know, super, super fucking enthusiastic, basically Jack Black playing himself, but, you know, hyping it up. Dewey Finn, he's a guitarist. He gets thrown out of his band and finds himself desperate need of work. He needs to pay his rent famously. And, uh, he poses as a substitute music teacher at an elite private elementary school, uh, with iCarly. And he makes, instead of actually (laughs) teaching them anything, he just, well... I shouldn't say it like that. Uh, Instead of teaching him the curriculum, what the man wants him to teach, he teaches him to hard rock. Hell yeah. Yeah. And it's like literally this movie has no business being like, it's just a well-made film that has stood the test of time for me. Like re-watching this movie, it's wild how awesome and inspiring it is for kids and inclusive and how much fun they had and the care there was some of the shots like i'll go into detail later once i hear your guys stuff but there's some shots that are genuinely like hard things to pull off and they did it in this random like jack black rock movie where he was just being himself and being rad and being so kind to these fucking kids and seeing him do that like it just this movie like i think has everything and it warms my fucking heart and it's rad as hell uh yeah what do you think alex yeah, I love this movie. Um, it's not one that I actually am super familiar with. Like, I've only seen it maybe a couple times. Um, I probably watched it as a kid, but I don't know if, like, it, it just wasn't one of the movies that I watched growing up very often, which is so weird because I feel like for a lot of people, this was one of the classics that they, like, watched a lot. Mm-hmm. But watching it again, not really remembering the details of it, uh, it was great. It's fantastic. He's such a supportive character to these kids these kids are so diverse as you mentioned um they deal with so many struggles and he does like it's written in such a way that like their struggles are so supported and amplified it it's really well done uh and i'm kind of surprised at how actually good it it is um because i think for a lot of people liking jack black was kind of a joke as kids Mm. um like it, he was like a funny joke guy, not necessarily like, oh, he's like actually a good actor in good things. But yeah, it's fantastic. Matt, what about you? Um, Yeah, so I fall on the side of I, I wouldn't say this was like a movie I felt super emotionally attached to as a kid. It was like a movie I saw and really liked. However, my child brain permanently associated School of Rock and Schoolhouse Rock and like i couldn't like disentangle those until i reached adulthood i'm like which one's the wow. one where the, where the i'm just a bill. a bill i gotta pay my bills it's the mm-hmm. same thing it's, it's, it's yeah. really you know it, yeah it's the same same frequency different wavelengths mm. both mm-hmm. bills Anyway, <laughs> that's all you have to say about <laughs> School of Rock. Cool. Let's get into no, it. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but this, you know, I, I do think it is a very good movie and rewatching it. It has been the first time I've seen it in a pretty long time, like since I was a kid. And I really like this movie. I think it's great. I think it's got good messaging. I think it teaches kids that uh, punk music was fucking rad, dude. And it still Hell is yeah. super progressive, super dope um, shit going on. Yeah. yeah. Self-expression. Let's go. Yeah, I like this movie. Dude, it still blows my mind that the director of the Before trilogy, like, and Boyhood and shit did it. That's crazy. As soon as you said that, I was like, the guy who directed Boyhood directed School of Rock? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's wild. That's so crazy. Pretty metal. Pretty damn metal. With that said, do anyone have, like, a conversation I want to start with here? Because this is a... I feel like this is a really tough matchup because you get two distinct versions of Jack Black Mm. 
both very like iconic Jack Black roles. Mm-hmm. Um, so in my head, these are like this is a really tough matchup. Well, and it's so interesting because School of Rock came first, but in this movie, he's playing a teacher, and in Kung Fu Panda too, or in Kung Fu Panda came after, but he is student. What has changed? What has changed for Jack mm-hmm. Black? What does he have to learn? You know, well, he became I an guess animated panda between the two. Oh, that's, that's true. true. That's true. He has and that's a hard. That's a operate. hard surgery, guys. Yeah, that's a really hurt. tough one. Um, he actually uh, uh, illuminates it a little bit in the um, director or the the DVD commentary in Tropic mm-hmm. Thunder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's actually weirdly <laughs> defensive of uh, of Kung Fu Panda. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Um, That's because all the drugs he took on set that they couldn't (laughs) make him stop. Here we are. Uh, Now, I mean, these two movies, it's just like, I love like, and I'm in a mood right now because I I, I told y'all before this, but I just watched Marcel the show with shoes on. And so I'm in like the whole like, and we watch these movies. It's like, oh, like kids movies with real adult good messages for people just like growing up and like coming of age at any point in their lives and it's just like such a good like both of these of like self-expression because jack black's brand is all about self-confidence right like he is exudes confidence and that's what makes him funny and awesome and in these movies you get two super self-confident things but like in different ways become Mm self-confident grow yeah it's either about like kung fu banda is like about growing to become self-confident believing yourself of being like you know he opens up the secret scroll and the the hidden sauce is you baby that's all you Mm. and And that's a saucy panda yeah and in school of rock i mean the hidden stuff is like again it's all you it's like showing these kids and therefore showing himself that he got a lot to learn and he could be an upstanding citizen it's not about like what rules in society do but it's about how you feel and I just love that. That's Jack Black to me. Like that is epitome of Jack Black, like the confidence and just being so good. It's just a matter of, you know, what what journey of self-confidence feels more Jack Black to y'all and like what feels more like the better message or the one that sticks more. You, you know? know, it's tough because I feel like in School of Rock, he what he's doing doesn't actively changed like i guess it does he throughout the movie like he starts as a rocker he becomes a teacher and then morphs it into rock teacher and he learns to like pass it on rather than keep it himself i guess which i i think i loved school of rock this is the kind of one thing that i didn't like about it because i misremembered it i thought i thought that he didn't sing in the song at the end I thought he oh. like passed it down to the kids and the kids did the concert at the end. And so I was almost disappointed that that didn't happen because I was like, well, wait, I thought the whole thing was that he like passes it on, but then he doesn't um, still very good. And he is such a good singer in this movie, but I was like surprised that it didn't happen. He does notably though, when they talk about playing the song, he's like, then I'm going to insert my sick ass guitar solo. But instead, and he's like, you can do one later. And the kid does one later, but he's the only one to do one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, like they they want it like they yeah. want him there as opposed to he put himself there towards yeah. the end. You know, that's it's, true. It's a different thing because he knows that this is for them and he did it for those kids at the end. He didn't care about the rent or the scam because he was a scam artist toward, kind of towards the end. Like he was just trying to get that money. He, you know? he does care at least a little bit about not winning the money because he's like, damn. Yeah, you know, but like, he cares in the Jack Black, like, realistically, damn, I'm going to be kicked out of my house. Yeah. You know? 20K like, would change my life kind of yeah, way. Yeah, like, yeah. I wouldn't let out a damn two even if I gave a shit about those kids. Like, <laughs> come on. I would literally ask him afterwards, be like, hey, I changed your life. You, Your parents are rich, right? Which, like, uh, that's why he does this uh, school of happens, rock. You know? yeah. yeah, literally what happens yeah i don't remember what i was gonna say in comparison about kung fu panda (laughs) but might be might be i don't know oh oh so versus in kung fu panda he starts he's working in a noodle shop and he has to learn kung fu like from the bottom up where he he has the you know the fandom and he wants to learn but he doesn't have like he has the same passion that he has in school of rock, but he doesn't have the foundation. It's a very mm-hmm. interesting dynamic. I mm-hmm. think to compare these. Yeah. And I think specifically right. relating to message, the one that school of rocks resonates with me on like a conceptual level. However, I guess <laughs> this is a dumb comment and I'll explain why in a second. Um, 
because I, I, I don't, <laughs> I am so not musically inclined. I'm really bad at it. So like the, like <laughs> the self-expression through music does not like click with me necessarily, but I suppose I've also never done a martial arts. So self-expression through martial arts doesn't, but you do own a sword. That's true. But Kung Fu Panda's approach to the message feels a little bit more universally applicable. Um, where School of Rocks mm. feels more strictly steeped in the culture of music. Because mm. um, I view School of Rock as like a movie sure. about music. And I find that that message on self-expression or confidence to be secondary. Mm. Um, so it's like in support of the like big idea of through music. which is, Right, which, right. Because like those kids are like an avenue. Like each of them, like we don't we don't spend the whole time with each of these kids being like, this is your journey. This is your set. Like we get those moments through the story, through music where in Kung Fu Panda, like literally the whole point is that it's about him. And that's not to say that like it's to be universally applicable is more Jack Black because music is very intrinsically tied to who he is. True. Um, Mm -hmm. Very true. If you're a longtime listener back in the movie musicals, um, I picked Tenacious D in the pick of destiny, Jack Black music, the dude loves music and he loves trying to pay his rent, you know? Yeah, he does. It's true. Oh, my God. Can I talk about that scene? Because that's one I want to just break down real quick. So, like, that scene is technically brilliant. The, <laughs> like, from a technical... Um, the one where he plays the in rent, front of a class. The legend yeah, of the yeah. rent. It's, like, for no reason at all, they do this slow, like, dolly and zoom. And, like, it is so perfectly timed, so well done. And you're not even noticing it until you're in his fucking mm-hmm. face. And he's, like, going so hard. And it's, like... It's, like, impressive. And one of my friends, like, pointed out to me, because, like, I have a friend who I usually, you know, I ask that question. It's like, what are your movies that define you? Like, what are your favorite, like, things to, like, my friends and stuff? And this dude could not think of, like, any other movie except for, like, <laughs> School of Rock. Like, he had no other, like, I don't feel his passion or whatever. And then he went on this tirade about the cinematography <laughs> of <laughs> School of Rock. And, like, honestly, like, I felt it. Like, while rewatching these movies, it's, like, no business being that good. Yeah. The Legend of the Rent is such a good song and such a like it could have just been Jack Black with a camera showing him and it still is, but like just the zoom is something really, really special. And that takes like, you know, a lot of patience, a lot of focus, a lot of whatever. It's good. It feels like it feels like Jack Black, because Jack Black's also a very smart creator in a lot of different ways, not just like performing and story, or whatever. He's like good technically too. Like he knows his shit. He's been in the industry long enough. And even at this point, like he knows he he made Tenacious D. He edited that shit because they didn't want studio involvement <laughs> and all that. Like it that's real. So like that like Kung Fu Panda felt more of like, oh, DreamWorks is making an animated movie. You're gonna sell this shit. You're gonna do really good. Like it's not really sell out, like it's still Jack Black. But it, it was for making, uh, you know, it's DreamWorks. It's big animation. There's, all, like you said, the TV show and, like, toys and all that shit. Whereas School of Rock feels, like, quintessential, it, like, more Jack Black was making this for him, mm. you know? It's interesting because I feel like this is kind of combining conversations we've had. In Kung Fu Panda, like you mentioned, Matt, it's, like, very much about, like, Poe as the central character, like, Poe's growth. Um but I think it also does these interesting things with like each of the different members of the uh, Furious Five have like different fighting styles because they have different capabilities mm-hmm. and like strengths and weaknesses. Um, and so and then they have to like find Poe's strength throughout the movie. Right. And I think that is such like a powerful message. But that is also done really well in School of Rock with the uh, Jack Black is able to see what these kids have like been identified as what teachers see them as and is able to like put them in effective roles in the band based on what other teachers would call their weaknesses. Like the drummer is like energetic, energetic and like, um, like spazzy, but he is able to like drum really effectively because of that. And Jack Black is able to like target him and realize like, Oh, you would be good at this. So I'm going to like, let you keep doing it and encourage you to do it. And it's just like Mm -hmm. really interesting the way that these movies kind of look at weaknesses and how weaknesses are portrayed and can be turned into strengths. And I think both of these movies do a really good job of that. When he's calling like the girls calling herself like people, little fat girl and stuff. And like, that's such a good, like such a great moment. Love that moment. 
It's the same. Like they have similar like Thiebig and Kung Fu Panda. T- so good. Mm-hmm. Like so, so good. Yeah. Jack Black's such a good like advocate when it comes to shit like that. It's really awesome. Yeah. I think my my thing is my my like heartbreak right now and hopefully y'all can talk me into something or other is that I think I like Kung Fu Panda more as a movie like I remember enjoying more I have more attached to it, whatever but I think School of Rock is a more Jack Black movie. That's interesting because I think That's where I'm at. I think subject matter wise I think School of Rock is more of a Jack Black movie. Mm-hmm. But character wise I feel like Poe is more of like what I consider to be a Jack Black character than mm. Dewey. Which I think some of that sure. just depends like when you got into Jack Black. Because like yeah. in some Fair. parts, I forever associate Jack Black with like the Tenacious D persona, which is like mm-hmm. I'm scraping by living on the floor because I want to fucking rock out, dude. Um, yeah. Which is why I think I see like music so intrinsically tied to Jack Black's persona and some of in that clearly shows through in school of rock um, where Kung Fu Panda I see is like very emblematic of a slightly more modern Jack Black who took, you know, he, he was in fucking goosebumps. He took like goofy roles to do kind of fun things. <laughs> and he's just like yeah. a like joyful, confident presence. So I think it depends like which of those eras you associate more with Jack Black is really the tough question because in reality, both of these movies. It's King Kong. Yeah, okay, yeah. It's the serious, <laughs> dramatic man who wants to film a monkey. Uh, um, uh, that's that's the real Jack Black, and we're gonna get there, okay, guys. You, we're gonna get there. Can I um, can I be completely upfront about where I see Jack Black? Sure, go for it. My placeholder, like how I magnetically navigate towards Jack Black is based on when he hosted the Kids Choice Awards on Nick and he did the like cool like uh, that like whole thing like leading up to the Kids Choice Awards uh, because it was sick as hell. Um, And so I my like guide point for Jack Black is weird noises. Hmm. So and skadoosh. 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 That's that's hard. But he also like does the guitar sounds in The Legend of the Rent. So it's like pretty tough. You know, it's pretty tough. Yeah, I think the real secret is is we should just reach out to Jack Black's son on social media. <laughs> Let's not. You do that, Matthew. No, he, you do he, that. I, he's actually like surprisingly uh, responsive to things. Oh. They have like a YouTube channel That's really together nice. and stuff. Oh, well, I do. Yeah, know that. Um, really Jablinski cool. Games was really good. I don't know if you guys uh, were watching that. Yeah, really yeah. Good. He I like do. half the I stuff he makes are with, with his son and or for his well for his kids. Which is the same thing with, you know, some of the movies he took in the, the later years. Do you think Tropic Thunder was for his kids? No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. We'll uh, get there. It's so good. Uh, fellas. I think we have I, to vote. I know. We have to. Any any last things about these movies? They're both so wonderful. Um, if you if by any any possibility you haven't seen either of these movies, you should watch them because both of them can are Can you out yourself too? I like to us. I just want to know the type of people who don't watch Jack Black movies. <laughs> Let you us know? know if you haven't seen these. And if you haven't Let seen King know. Kong. Um <laughs> um a couple a couple thoughts um on both of these movies. Um, right, Matthew's classic couple thoughts. Yeah, before which the I I'll always have to do, <laughs> guys. Oh, I'm honest. Couple. If there's something I cut out of the episode, more than half the time it's Matt's classic thoughts before the vote. <laughs> I'll usually leave in one or two, but I really cut it down. It's okay. I got a lot of thoughts. Um, one, Kung Fu Panda, the the trope of building a super prison that it's like no one will ever break out of. Uh, is one yeah. of my favorite tropes. Um, and it's always so great to see how inevitably it will fail. Um, and then on the other yeah. side for School of Rock, I'm keeping it short just for you, Alex. I had like four other things I was going to say. But... <laughs> no, 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 say them all. Because I can cherry pick which ones I like. <laughs> then on the other side with um, School of Rock, the scheme by one eye Carly to get them into the Battle of the Bands. Um, and when they're just like looking out the window at the kids and he goes, <laughs> they're all terminal every last one of them his delivery is just like so perfect it's, it's so just, good it gets me it gets me really good um dude 
Can I just say thank you to uh, both of you for referring to she who must not be named as iCarly for <laughs> the duration of this for no reason. There's no reason. Uh, but no, we, we should we should vote. yeah we should, we should vote. vote we should vote yeah starting with Matthew. Don't put that evil on me. <laughs> too bad. Too late. It's been done. Too it's late. been said. I'm leaving that in the recording. So now you have to. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I I think these are both such fantastic movies and really a fantastic matchup. Um, because there's such iconic roles from Jack Black. And I and it really just comes down to that question of like, what does being the most Jack Black mean? It's really know? hard. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. Is it minutes of screen time? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's it. <laughs> you did it. That's wow. We solved it. Wow, we solved it in episode one of this one. That's really good. Yeah, thank you. I don't know, because that kind of screws over King Kong, because he got to share the screen with Big Monkey. Yeah, the, yeah. it's what percentage of the screen do you take up in every shot? And unfortunately, <laughs> right. in King Kong, that's really small. Because um, I have a feeling I know where both of you are going to vote. So this is basically just the thing where really? I go last. I'm torn. I'm pretty, no, I'm, I'm like very torn. I genuinely too. don't know. I need someone to start. So I, I don't know. I am going to vote for Kung Fu Panda. Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you know as i said i think it comes down to which version of jack black do you see as more jack black right i i think that i'm just like so caught in between but you know one foot in each world of jack black you know is he a goofy funny man or is he a a a, a rockability kind of guy and you know what so i said he's he can be both and i think i like kung fu panda a little bit more as a movie it's fair. Yeah. Alex, you want to go next? Yeah, I can go next. I am going to vote for School of Rock. Fuck. Whoa! That's, that's not how I wanted this to go. <laughs> that's not how I wanted this. No! Um, I listened to what you said. I think that... I think Kung Fu Panda is an incredible movie. I think it does so much as you know, as a movie that is targeted as like a kid's movie, it does so much. But I think School of Rock, even though it has, it was not one of my movies as a, as a child that I really loved, I think it has meant so much to so many people. And then on top of that, I feel like it does the most Jack Black things in it and is the most Jack Black material. So it does, I, he's both funny and plays music in that movie. Yeah. That's fair. And granted, Kung Fu Panda, he sings Everybody Was Kung Fu Fighting, and it's fantastic. But it's really good, yeah. I think right. I have to vote for School of Rock. Oh, jeez. I really wanted to just feel no <laughs> shame or guilt or any... <laughs> oh, God. I wanted to just blame y'all for any decision. <laughs> okay. Hoping we were uh. unanimous, regardless of what it was. <sighs> okay. For similar reasons, I'm voting for School of Rock. Um, I, I, I love Kung Fu Panda better as a movie, I think, but there's just something, spe- there's a special sauce with School Rock and they, they make Poe like really have a lot of mannerisms of, you know, Jack Black or whatever, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But just seeing Jack Black is something also special. And that's not taken away from animation. That's a fucking gorgeous movie and it's great, but like you can't, you can't replicate the man. Jack himself. Black has such a special physicality. Yeah. With that. School of Rock advances. Uh, Ned may not be a satanic sex god anymore. He's a working stiff, and that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we we will see that in our semifinal. So jumping over to our other matchup for today, I will go ahead and introduce my first movie. So hell yeah. To nobody's surprise, uh, I pitched (laughs) Goosebumps. Hell Um, yeah. So directed good. by Rob Letterman, released in 2015. We have <laughs> damn, it was oh my god, I'm so old. <laughs> we have uh, Zach Cooper played by Dylan Minnette, aka the guy from 13 Reasons Why who can only make one facial expression. Uh, who moves to a god, small town awful. and oddly enough finds himself crushing on a girl named Hannah, uh, who is. <laughs> ah, also ah. mostly just a gas- ghastly apparition <laughs> ah. Wait. that's a that's a that's a, that's a that's a later season joke because she keeps showing up it, uh to, to him as like a, a figment of his imagination that that one might have been in poor taste matt okay 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 uh find himself crushing on a girl named hannah 
Um, as it turns out, <laughs> that girl's father is R.L. Stein, played by Jack Black. Duh. Uh, and when Zack unintentionally unleashes real monsters from the Goosebumps novels, and the monsters begin to terrorize the town. It's suddenly up to Stein, Zach, and Hannah to get them all back in the book where they belong. And the other kid. Hey, don't you dare slander <laughs> champ. Don't you dare slander champ. Dude, Matthew's coming in hot with the goosebumps. He's coming um, in hot. Yeah, so this is maybe a controversial pick for this bracket. Uh, mostly because I Boo. don't think a lot of people have seen this movie. This um, movie kicks ass. Actually, it made a lot of money. I think a lot of people, just not... All right, fair. Um, yeah, so I actually I watched this pretty soon after it came out. Um, I was just like home and was like, I want to watch something. <laughs> and, you know, I'd seen the ads and I was like, you know, that movie looks kind of fun. And, you know, me, huge fucking Goosebumps fan. So lo and behold, I was like, hell yeah, this pandered to me <laughs> really well. Uh, and now here we are many years later, I put it in our Jack Black bracket because it pandered to me. <laughs> I'm just going to step in as someone. I was just someone needs here. to stop me. Uh, Take my microphone away. Here's the thing. No, unfortunately, I'm in the same exact boat as you. I, I love the goose. You, anyone knows me. I'm a goosey guy. I love to watch some goosebumps. Kids. I always, I always feed into your anyone trying to watch some goosebumps at three a.m. Uh, energy. When you, add I did it in college. And... I'll do it now. Yeah. Um, no, dude. I mean, I love goosebumps, and you know, you guys know me well. So I'm sure some listeners know me. I'd be watching movies all the time. Sometimes I get bored and just be like, oh, I want to watch that movie. And goosebumps was one of the ones I didn't want to pay to see it in a theater, but. Um, yeah, so I you saw watched it. it on Netflix totally legally. Yep, and so I watched it on Netflix totally legally. And um, look, man, it pandered to me. I hit the nostalgia points I needed. I saw my little slappy, and uh, I saw Jack Black, and I had a good time. Look, I'm a goosey, I'm a goosey Lucy all the way through. Uh, is it a good movie? I don't know. It got a sequel, but I like Goosebumps. So what do you think, Alex? Um. Separate from you two, I was not a huge Goosebumps fan growing up. Uh, I had no strong connection to Goosebumps. Um, and you don't I like scary things. It's true, I don't. Um, I did read uh, the off-brand Goosebump books, Michigan Chillers, uh, which was also American Chillers. Um, and they, I don't know, dinosaurs in Detroit, killer clowns of Kalamazoo, anyone? I actually, had, I, no, I do know exactly what you're talking Hell about. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Dinosaurs in Detroit is what sold that for me. I was like, what's he? Oh. Nice. Hell yeah. yeah. That rocks. Wow. How um, do you forget that title? Yeah, as, right? As many, it's iconic. You know? Yeah. So I did not have a strong connection to Goosebumps in any way. I ended up watching this movie with my dad on Netflix one night. And at that time, I had never, I hadn't seen much Goosebumps. I didn't really know any of the, Why are you guys taking your pants off? What's happening? <laughs> Both of you just stood up at the same time, and it looked like you started taking your pants off. Why is this happening? Uh, okay, Jake's getting a charger, and Matt was taking his pants off. Okay. No, my pants uh, are Now still Jake on. is pa- taking his pants off, too. Yeah, so when I watched this movie, I had no real connection to Goosebumps. I didn't really know any of the characters, so I was like, ah, cool. Uh, these Goosebumps. Um, and I thought it was pretty good. It was a pretty good movie. Um, rewatching it since we have done our Goosebumps bracket uh, bonus episode that we did. And now I actually know Slappy the Dummy. And that makes this movie infinitely better. I know the blob. I know Slappy. This movie, Mm -hmm. um, if you're a fan of Goosebumps, rips. And Jack Black is so fun. Jack Black voicing Slappy the Dummy. mm, Yeah. It's real good. And the Invisible Boy. (laughs) For his two (laughs) lines. Uh, It's great. It's really fun. I had a great time with it. Nice. Uh, Alex, you want to go ahead and, or that, this is doing? me, baby. Yeah. Jake, do you want to go ahead and introduce Tropic Thunder? My brain got confused <laughs> for a second. Sorry. <laughs> I forgot that this, these two were the matchup. Yeah, this is absurd. This is so dumb. <laughs> do you guys ever take a step back and be like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> We've been doing it for yeah. 70 you know, <laughs> plus episodes. This is one of those matchups that makes me so happy we do this. You know, how we have our like silly little stupid intro, like episode zero was like, that I have no right to be, be compared. compared. 
Uh, this is one of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. It's Tropic Thunder 2008, uh, directed by Ben Stiller. Look, you know, we're introducing something that now, I said School of Rock stood the test of time. This one, it may or may not, depending on your views and values, but also, I think it does stand the test of time in a very different and, you know, maybe disappointing way for society, but uh, (laughs) in a very good way. Like, this is like, ah, man, when I first saw this, oof, but I'll say the synopsis first. They're shooting a war film. The director attempts to liven up the proceedings by dropping the actors in a real jungle, uh, claiming he's going to capture their performance with hitting cameras. Uh, the group is with a bunch of stars that are, oh God, they're there. Down and out. Uh, you got a drugged up Jack Black, you know. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. does, in fact, do blackface uh, as a, as a uh, method actor. Um, who's playing a dude disguised by the dude playing another dude. Uh, (laughs) And, you know, a bunch of other people. And uh, unfortunately, they're in a real war zone. And uh, it's it's wild. It's like literally one of those... I I remember first seeing this movie. It was 2008. So, you know, starting to be a a teen and all that jazz and blah, blah, blah. This like felt like the satire was so good. I will never forget being in a theater and people thinking those trailers were real at first. Yeah. In the beginning. The fact yeah. that those this were, movie opens it's with such like, a hot start. So Genuinely, good. like, I could see most of those movies existing. Mm-hmm. I want the Tobey Maguire Robert Downey Jr. Satan's so Alley. Immediately. Satan's it's Alley, so you say? Satan's <laughs> Alley. Be, and honestly, that could be made today. That could be made today and it'd be so funny and so good. Look. I, I just think this is like a peak satire one that again it's aged it's aged really well but in a in a bad way you know what I mean so we're I, it's disappointed so that it aged well you know like, yeah we wish Hollywood was better yeah and so it's a little fucking wild uh but I I love it like I have I have such fond memories Tom Cruise is oh in this God. movie almost unrecognized. I, re- I also remember being in the theater and when Tom Cruise's like he was dancing and doing his music video thing and when they were revealed it was Tom Cruise I heard gasps in the theater <laughs> I heard uh, I'm pretty sure this middle-aged woman I don't know why like she gasped at this but she's like oh my like it's like what movie did you just watch ma'am uh yeah wild I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts let's start with Matthew this time yeah so Tropic Thunder is a movie that I think every single one of us have considered multiple times to put in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I think this movie is great. I think it's genuinely very funny and has a lot of really, really pertinent satire mm-hmm. um, about Hollywood. Of course, I think there are caught amongst that high quality satire. There's also some like pretty low hanging fruit that hasn't mm-hmm. aged as well. Um, 110%. Yeah, which is part of the reason why this movie is like near impossible to find on like a streaming service without paying for it, which is another conversation. But yeah, I, I think that this is a, a great movie. Um, I think it's very funny, has a lot to say. Um, some of it very dumb, though. Yeah. Alex, what about you? Yeah. I love this movie. I I think you also left out Matthew McConaughey, whose performance oh, I think is incredible. Look, I could talk about so many. I just didn't want to. I felt like I kept rambling. The TiVo shit is so it's funny. It's so good. <laughs> it's so, so good. Um, I, yeah, Matt mentioned we've all talked about this movie. We've brought it up in our outside conversations being like, okay, when are we going to put this in a bracket? Um, and I'm torn because I think this movie is incredible. But it definitely has less Jack Black than the other movies in this bracket, you know, because it is so star studded and has so much going on. It's an ensemble for sure. For sure. And and that is a tough balance for me because I like Goosebumps a lot, but I love Tropic Thunder, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's it's a hard balance. Now, I will say I I don't think Jack Black, like out of all of them, like he's still not in Goosebumps as much as like he's also that. And that's like that's that's another he's not in it a lot. And I, the reason why I picked kind of Tropic Thunder, because I, I was mulling that too. And besides, we needed to talk about it. We needed to get it in a bracket. <laughs> Open the game, but, um, tab it in once, and then we can put it in again later. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. feel like this was like a, when I saw this as a kid, this fucked me up. Because I was used to seeing like School of Rock, Nacho Libre, like, you know, even even like Tenacious D to a certain point. Like, I, I wasn't going to see 
Jack Black be gross and snorting heroin and be like, you know, like it, it was really jarring to me, but in a really awesome and now what I know to be still a really killer Jack Black performance, like a mm. really, mm-hmm. really awesome one. So yeah. like, I, I just think he steals the screen in a great way. And it's hard in this ensemble cast because, again, you have some really great, really, really great players. I, sorry, Robert Downey Jr.'s Kirk Lab. He's still like... It's incredible. Wild. You know, you got How to Train Your Dragons, Jay Baruchel in here. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's it's good. I mean, Ben Stiller, Ben Stiller is a director. I just want to say, holy hell, like, I, I like his directing. I mean, have y'all seen Severance yet this year? It's my favorite TV show he, this year. He recommended holy it to me shit. quite a while ago. It's really good, smart, clever. It's really good. I like the secret world of Walter Mitty. Like he's he's mm. talented. He yeah. he's he's smart. He's a good artist and like a really he's a good filmmaker. And that shit, he's he's great in this role. So that was actually one of the very first things I wanted to bring up about these two movies is at least in this top half of the bracket, I think pound for pound, these you get less Jack Black and you get less like what you expect from Jack Black. Mm-hmm. Um. Because Tropic Thunder, obviously, he is a thoroughly <laughs> drug addicted, uh, <laughs> insane person um, who has an incredible uh, tirade about how he's going to stroke the shaft and swallow your gravy if you <laughs> untie him and give him drugs. Um, and I might have. I, I can't I'd say I'm a strong enough man to say that I would have said no. Yeah. That moment. I don't know. I don't know what I would have done if I, I were Al Pacino. I care to... <laughs> I care too much about him as a man. I would I would let him get through helping with his problems. Um, <laughs> and then in Goosebumps, you I don't exactly know how to describe the character Jack Black plays in Goosebumps. It's very interesting uh, to me. Like it, it has some of that super characteristic goofiness, but he's also just like got weird guy turned up to 11. Um, mm, yeah. And I. R.L. Stein's a weird guy. That's true. To be fair. That's exactly it. Is it makes me wonder how much is like they're trying to emulate some genuine R.L. Stein weird guy nature. <laughs> um, but like I'm here for it. You know, the, the he gives a similar. Well, not similar at all, but amazing tirade about how. Oh, Stephen King. Yeah, he's a horror writer. I sell twice what he sells <laughs> just because mine are for children. The fucking hack, um, which is that. great. You know, yeah. love that it rocks. It's so that, you know, that that's something I think is really conceptually interesting as we get some different flavors of Jack Black here. And I love them. You know, I still love them. Mm. I'm glad that these two are up against each other for that reason, though. I mean, again, it's different Jack Black. It's still like less Jack Black. But like which one made the splash? You know, like which one still like was like, OK, Jack, I think a Jack Black wouldn't I think of this. And I think, holy shit, this is a great Jack Black performance well and i think that's the difference right because when i think of the goosebumps movie i think of jack black when i think of tropic thunder Mm -hmm. i don't specifically go to jack black like i love him in the movie but he's not like the one thing that i think about when i think of it and for goosebumps he is Mm -hmm. um and i think too like our his portrayal of rl stein in the movie is i think you know you kind of don't expect it to be much beyond just like a weird guy because it's a kid's movie, but it's like pretty layered. The stuff with the his daughter being a ghost that he created is like a pretty deep and very complex idea for this movie to tackle of like this man's loneliness. It's really interesting when you like examine it. Oh no, something about seeing Jack Black almost almost naked, sweaty on the back of a cow. You're like, right. Goosebumps is great whipped. for that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it just stuck with me. It just like, yeah. I, I, it's powerful. I, it's powerful. It's powerful stuff. I think I'm in a somewhat similar boat to Alex, where like the first things I think of when I think Tropic Thunder are like Robert Downey Jr.'s character. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's totally fair. All the uh, very plot important monologues that he has, mm-hmm. you know, being a dude playing <laughs> disguise. <laughs> I'm a dude playing a dude who's playing another dude disguised as a dude, whatever, yep. um, like that sort of stuff. Um, and Ben Stiller. But there are like great Jack Black moments. Oh, yeah. When he bites the bat. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's incredible. <laughs> it's so good. Um, there's also. Bat ape. 
what is it? Bag my jelly beans. Oh, it's so <laughs> jelly good. Beans. Yeah, the jelly beans. There, there's also like glimpses of like some of that Jack Black physicality that burned through in Tropic Thunder. Like the moment mm. when he gets freed from the back of the, the yak or whatever in his underwear yeah. and he immediately grabs a gun. <laughs> there's just like that sequence of moments in his underwear holding a pistol. I'm like, yeah, this makes sense. Like my brain is like, that is, I, I, yeah. I get that. Um, <laughs> which is just it. it's there's like, I don't know. It's so tough. It's it's so good. On the other side, like I love goosebumps, man. It's hard. (laughs) Like dead stop. I just love goosebumps. You know, I think it's tough too because goosebumps in a way, like, yeah, it definitely, I think of it more as like a Jack Black movie, but I think also in a lot of ways, it's also just kind of a tour of goosebumps, right? Like Mm -hmm. it just, it gives you, ah, here's the uh, abominable snowman and here's the werewolf and here's the blob. And it does it really well. Like, it and feels gnomes. great, especially if you love Goosebumps. I know. But you get the gnomes. Revenge of the Lawn Gnome Gnomes. Look, and if you watched our bonus episode. With I'm kind of sad they weren't. They didn't do them the same way. They didn't do them haunting. Does, no, does but here's that. my thing. As a Goosebumps fan, um, I, I don't really think of Jack Black, uh, honestly. Like, I know really he's goosebumps. in it and I know it's like awesome. I think of Goosebumps. And it's because mm. I like the character so much. And like, I, I think of it like I think of the haunting hour, you know, with Emily Osment as a goosebumps movie that he did. I think of all the goosebumps shows and it was mm. like, ah, like I just think of goosebumps as a brand. And as a thing that I experienced a lot as childhood, Jack Black added to it's fucking awesome and metal, but I don't really think of him as like, I, mm. I just think of the goosebumps and, and I, I think of them as kids stories too. Like the kids are always like at the forefront of like find the evil. Cause it's like, Oh, that like trope of like, Oh, kids are smarter than the adults or like, we got a bandether and whatever. And so, I don't really like think Jack Black is necessary, but he's fun. He's fucking rad in it. But like, mm-hmm. I don't think of Jack Black on, on the on the similar level. It's not like he's technically necessary to the oh, plot of Tropic Thunder either. And I think that, you know, I think they suffer from somewhat similar problems, maybe in that sense. Yeah. Um, they're great additions, but they're not like they are not the driving forces of the plot necessarily, except for the fact that Arl mm-hmm. Stein wrote all the books. And if he hadn't written the books, the monsters wouldn't have gotten out, you know? Sure, 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 sure. Um, mm. With that said, and if they uh, hadn't I, taken all the drugs, then he they wouldn't have cleared that camp. So yeah. uh, with that said, something about Goosebumps that because both of you, I know for a fact, have seen it because we watched it for our bonus episode on Goosebumps. The blob that ate everything and the fact that this movie is essentially <laughs> just the plot of that book yeah. um, will never not be funny to me. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's smart of them. It's smart to if you're going to make a Goosebumps movie and you're not making like an original like The Haunting Hour was, mm-hmm. then uh, do, it, do a meta on one based off of the meta story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Something I want to talk about. It talk looks, about it. It looks really painful for those monsters to get pulled back in that book. I felt bad. It yeah. like it kind of like makes me question like how like okay so yeah he says like oh he made up these monsters and then all of a sudden they were like terrorizing the town but like yeah, some shit went down. How did he like cap capture them? Like also why what? does he keep Where writing? <laughs> yeah, like why money, is he money, keep money, doing money, it? Money, 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 like, money, if he money, knows money, he's money. like torturing these monsters, he and literally said, "I make books. more money than Stephen like, King." He old, he's greedy, motherfucker. He's a greedy. The, man. They move around the country a lot hmm? because you have many homes, you, mm-hmm, you bourgeoisie mm-hmm. pig. Yeah. Did you guys also notice the werewolf's a major Chad? The way oh, that 100%. it jumped over the bars to like get down into the parking lot to get them, um, major Chad vibes. Mm-hmm. And Alex will be recreating that video for you guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, if if ten people tweet about it uh, to us, okay, there you go. You're good. It'll never happen. Um, but a, a big question I actually want to pose about the Goosebumps book or movie, there, because at the end, the resolution, um, Hannah. There's now Hannah 2.0. Mm-hmm. Is the first Hannah still stuck in the book? So Don't if someone opened it, would there now be two Hannahs? Two and Hannahs? the other one would be <sighs> like, why did you leave me imprisoned in here with the monsters? I don't know. Don't, don't worry about that. Y'all. I don't <laughs> too much. No. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about Wait, that. Wait, and also, okay, important, <laughs> I guess, plot holes. So that way there was a twist at the ending. But, like, isn't the Invisible Boy one included in all of the monsters? Mm-hmm. Like, why, why Invisible Boy not go back in book? 
What Don't if the invisible that. boy is a real boy and not a book boy? <laughs> he is just a dirty experiment He's that happened like in R.L. Stein's basement. experiment that R.L. Stein had imprisoned. Um, I hate to do this, but I do think we are running out of time. I know. We've recorded for, what, five hours? God, so much content. <laughs> I, I just, I, I, I need to summarize. keeps having last things. The, the, <laughs> last the plot thing. of, the enti- of each Goosebumps <laughs> book that it references. It's really important. <laughs> I loved it. I think it's great content. And if Alex cuts it, man, that's on him. Yeah. So the last things again, now that Alex has fucking called me out. Um, one, <laughs> the when the uh, cops come into Arl Stein's house at the very beginning um, and the trainee cop, uh, he, he's like, sorry, I'm an audiophile. And the trainee cop goes, ah, and goes to arrest him. <laughs> You're a what file uh, is a very. No. What a good, wild joke. It's a crazy joke for a goosebumps movie. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> I I that that one's very important. Beyond that, um a huge recommendation if you're going to if you've seen Tropic Thunder, go listen to the DVD commentary. Um, oh my god, actually it's so Robert yeah. Downey Jr.'s character makes it has the line he I don't drop character until the DVD commentary and he until the DVD commentary's over. And he sticks with it. He stays in character the entire commentary. (sighs) That rocks. No, like, it's such a great, like, Robert Downey Jr. like, killed that shit. And it's so, oh, God, it's wild. It's wild. So good. So good. There's so many, like, Tropic Thunder is, like, genuinely such a funny, there's so many good, funny things. Um, And then the last little thing. I know, I know. You sat through the summaries. You sat through all my other little things. Did you guys know that Arl Stein has a son? Is is he the invisible boy? <laughs> uh, no, his name's Matthew. Curious, isn't it? <laughs> Are you pretending to be Arl Stein's son right now? <laughs> is that what you're going for with this? <laughs> Wait, Matthew spelled backward. Oh my God, he is Arl Stein's son. <laughs> I mean, he does have a son uh, named uh, Matthew Stein. Curious, isn't it? <laughs> You're just gonna keep saying that, huh? Um, I, I really thought what what I thought was a really nice note was how in Goosebumps, um, Slappy called R.L. Stein Papa. I thought that yeah, was fun. good. That's a good touch. Um, yeah, very Stranger Things. Are we ready to vote? <laughs> I guess. Jake, why don't you start us off this time? Okay, Tropic Thunder. Whoa, that was easy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I love Goosebumps, but I think of Jack Black more. In, in Tropic Thunder. Um, so, wow. mm-hmm. I'm doing Tropic Thunder. Matt, how about you? You know, I'll just, I'll go for it. On the record, Arl Stein has a son. <laughs> Matt Stein. <laughs> Curious, isn't it? Uh, so with that... Uh, unironically, Matthew, if you are Arl Stein's, like, son, and you haven't told me until now, I will be upset. Like, I, I will, <laughs> that will be something that will upset me, and will I will rethink our friendship. Uh, um, curious, isn't it? So with that said, <laughs> I'm voting for Goosebumps. I'm not surprised. He can't betray his papa. Curious, isn't it? I think that I need to vote for Tropic Thunder. I think curious, isn't it? Curious, isn't it? <laughs> curious. I, I think, Jake, what you said about Goosebumps and how you think of it as a Goosebumps movie, not necessarily a Jack Black movie, made a lot of sense to me. And it kind of made me rethink about, okay, yeah, maybe Jack Black is more of a lead role in that movie. But I think he's he is more Jack Black in Tropic Thunder. Yeah, you know, I would have done the exact same thing, but like beholden to Papa over here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, With that said, Tropic Thunder advances. So we will have uh, School of Rock versus Tropic Thunder in our semifinal matchup. Next week, though, you can catch Jumanji versus Nacho Libre and Be Kind Rewind versus King Kong, which should be a ton of fun. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can uh, review the show on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Um, Follow us on social media at Tough Cut Pod. Um, And who should they share today's episode with? Share it with your dad. I feel like... You know, I talked about my dad twice. Jake talked about his dad. Matt's dad is R.L. Stein. A lot of dad (laughs) stuff today. Whoa, whoa. He has a son named Matt. It is curious, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) 